How are you feeling today? How are you doing with the challenges, and what kind of challenges are you dealing with? It's me, Cindy, with some more of my friends to share how they're doing right now, how they're feeling, what's different, what's the same, what life is like at this point. I met David Copper through an audio casting site. He's a voice actor and a writer who's crafting audio dramas, some like film noir with a murderous and sometimes comic spin. David's created some very fun characters for me to sink my teeth into. Well, tickle my toes and call me a Quaker. I do believe you have stated the magic words. So let's now begin with you giving me an idea of what kind of firepower you'd be seeking. Anyway, we were talking about, well, life right now. And here's what David had to say. I suppose you could say that in a superficial sense, not much has really changed for me. I mean, I was a freelance writer working from home prior to all of this, and... I am now a freelance writer working from home. And yet, in another sense, everything has changed. Um, Yeah, I mean, just the idea of not being able to have contact with people a great deal is a big deal, and you never fully realize how big a deal it is until now. Yeah, I suppose it's one of those things where you begin to realize how little of your life really is just about uh, economic impact. Although sadly for some people, of course, you know, the damage done by coronavirus has been, uh, at least in large part, about economic impact. Um, But just the same, it's, it really puts everything into focus and not necessarily in a good way or not necessarily in a pleasant way. Um, Yeah, I wish I could end this on a more upbeat note or at least a more conclusive note, but we don't really have a conclusion yet. So, yeah, who knows uh, what's happening, but yeah, that is it. I've talked about my neighbor Jen before. She's a devoted powerhouse as a mother and as an activist following in her father's footsteps. Gotta give her husband some of the credit for their four fabulous kids and note his own drive to do what's right as well. But Matt isn't the guy who's sharing. It's Jen who's sharing about how her life is different and it's not all that bad. Well, for me, quarantine has basically highlighted my privilege. I was furloughed from my catering job, but... Honestly, that was much more of a positive for me because we don't rely on that money to live and it's not something I really love doing. I've been able to focus on turning my freelance writing into my main source of income in the past few months and even though I haven't achieved my goals there yet, I'm really grateful that I can focus on it without worrying about starving. My privilege extends to who I get to spend quarantine with. My husband is my best friend, and he's been working from home the whole time. His office will be closed at least through Labor Day, and we're more than fine with that. The two teenagers that still live with us have been basically nothing but fun to be around. They were both disappointed when their schools closed, and they were both really disappointed that the camps they were supposed to attend this summer were canceled, but they carry on. Ben is a musician, so he still spends every day with his violin. 
Uh, Emma was very busy with her school assignments, and now she's basically still upstairs texting friends all the time. But they've been spending time with us. Uh, We play board games, talk, go hiking, listen to music, watch movies. Uh, They cook with us and for us, and we eat as a family every night. Because there are last two kids, and Ben is supposed to be leaving for college in August in Chicago, and Emma's already halfway finished with high school, we've been really grateful to have so much time with them now. Um, I do have worries, of course. The world, and most especially our country, is completely falling apart. I don't think we'll see the end of COVID or quarantine anytime soon, because as Americans, we don't like being told what to do. We get bored easily, and we have a unique ability to be dumb enough to pretend that as long as we're finished with COVID, it's finished with us. I haven't seen my two older daughters since March. The eldest is still working, so I worry about her health, but not her finances. The younger worked for a restaurant and was laid off, so I don't worry about her health, but I do worry about her finances. At the beginning of quarantine, my 84-year-old mom was living alone in Brooklyn, unable to drive, with health concerns that put her at very high risk. So I worried about her a lot. Um, She moved in with my sister now, so the worry's less, but I still know anything can happen. I have three nieces and a nephew-in-law that are nurses, so I worry that they're safe and that they don't get their parents or spouses or kids sick as well. I know a lot of people who've lost someone during this, and they may not all be COVID deaths, but they all have the restriction of not being able to have a funeral or grieve with loved ones. You know, we're going to protests against police brutality and for racial equality, six different ones so far, so I worry that we'll get sick, but it's too important to ignore, so we march with masks, use hand sanitizer, and hope for the best. I think my family's in a fairly unique position because we all love to be home. We don't really care about going out. The one thing I do miss is my community theater hobby, but a group of theater friends has a Zoom meeting every week to read a different play. So in that sense, I've been getting to explore so many parts and characters I never would have otherwise. Bars, restaurants, sports, you can keep all of that. I'm happy with my cocoon of family and the occasional socially distant visit with friends on the patio. Another neighbor, since I live in a really great neighborhood, another neighbor and friend, Adele, weighs in on how this current life holds such contrasts. Spoiler alert, she's another optimist. No wonder we get along so well. What has COVID-19 been like? That's a really good question. It's had its huge highs and tremendous lows, living under the shadow of something we know nothing about. But it started out being very scary, and still is. But to be blessed to be able to get in my car and drive 10 minutes down the road through March, April, and the beginning of May, and watch the loons change into breeding plumage, and the ospreys come back, and then be really excited about the possibility of babies and watching nature change and the colors change and things start to bloom 
and life starting to happen all around us while there was so much death in so many other places was really an amazing thing. And learning how to live in very, very different circumstances. For someone who loves to just go out and shop at the drop of a hat, having to think really carefully about everything I was about to do and think, okay, do I really need to do this? Or not even being able to because the stores were all closed really changed my perspective on how life can be. And then I know everybody's been laughing about, oh my God, what has my wife been up to now? What has she bought on Amazon? Well, that was me. What had I bought on Amazon now? I guess that's pretty funny. I did buy a lot of things on Amazon because I couldn't get them in the store. Very basic things. And living here in place where I'm surrounded by nature and beautiful things makes me really appreciate every day and watching things evolve around me. But on the same side of all of that, I find myself talking to the squirrels and watching the birds even more intensely and naming the frog in our pond and watching her every day and having little conversations with the frog, someone would say, I've lost my mind. But you know what? It's all part of every day. It's something to look forward to. And she's now become a part of many people's lives. People look forward to the daily Wilma updates and how is she doing on her lily pad. And so I guess I can say I'm blessed to be where I am and that my wife and I haven't killed each other and that we've learned to find a way to coexist under very, very stressful and different circumstances. And our two four-legged friends, well, they couldn't be any happier that we've been here way more than usual. Um, This isn't how I pictured retirement. But I'll take it. And then there's Bernie Fabig, who's been in the midst of some big changes for the past year and a half that began with relocating to Southern California. And just when you think life would settle down, mm, nope. Hi, Cindy. It's me, Bernie, your long-lost East Coast friend. How am I doing? If you'd asked me this question three months ago, my answer would have been very different. I would have told you I was struggling with quarantining alone, and the uncertainty of the world we now live in. Some days I'd be completely overwhelmed by the darkness that had been imposed upon us so suddenly. As a funny yet wise friend said to me, it's the frigging Hunger Games out there. But by now I settled into my post-pandemic life like a good pair of jeans. What are jeans now anyway? I've used this extended period of time alone to explore who I really am. Who is Bernie? I'm not totally there yet, but I would say I definitely made some progress as someone who was always going, going, going as though life was a race and I had to get to the finish line. I've been forced to stop and breathe. At first, I didn't know what to do with this extra time with myself, and it was very difficult. To be honest, some days I would cry, and some nights I couldn't even sleep. But eventually I found myself adapting to this new life, as though I'd been given another chance to start over. 
I began cooking, a task I convinced myself I never had time to do unless it meant unthawing a frozen pizza in the oven or boiling some pasta on the stove. I rediscovered my joy for making fresh salads with everything under the sun in them. Avocado, chickpeas, red onion, cucumber, tomatoes, you name it, I put it in my salad. Since I moved to Los Angeles, my only time to explore was on the weekends I didn't have an event to work. I should say on a side note that I'm a publicist in the arts and entertainment, and our industry has essentially been shut down. And when I had those weekends, like the old Bernie who was racing through life, I would choose big places to go as though I had to see them all now, for they would just disappear like our old life in a matter of days. Now I take a simple walk around the neighborhood, taking in my surroundings, and letting my mind wander freely. As time progressed, I increased that walk from a simple one around the neighborhood to a four-mile adventure at sunset. I now can't live without my long walks, even when I think I should probably give myself and my shoes a break. P.S. I now have a hole at the bottom of my shoe, so I can't go for another walk until I buy another pair. As I nourish my body with good food and physical activity, I've also taken time to reconnect my mind. It is not an easy thing to do. My mind has always been a finicky one, plagued with fears and worries from the simple to the complex. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little further behind in this area. I would say I'm up to the prey part of my eat, pray, love journey. I've watched some TED Talks about everything from vulnerability to heartache, and I've even downloaded some meditation apps. Too many to try. I've discovered that while it's hard for me to truly meditate during the day right now, it does help me fall asleep at night. For instance, the other night my mind kept wandering and worrying about so many things at once, I suddenly felt super anxious that I almost couldn't catch my breath. I turned on my breathe app and followed the gentle voice over the speaker, doing as I was told until I was no longer following and I was instead sleeping. It happened in a matter of minutes, just like magic, and it has worked for me every time. I've decided with the downtime I now have that I want to expand my knowledge and tackle some small, almost irrational fears of mine. I've always wanted to invest in the stock market, but I never knew how to. I was afraid of this big, profound system that runs our world and its economies. I was afraid I might lose the money I invested or owe the IRS all this money at the end of the year that I just didn't have. The fear of not knowing where to begin also stood in my way. But just before the pandemic, I watched my first videos on how to invest. And after some additional research, I finally bought my first two shares. But just before the pandemic, I watched my first videos on how to invest. And after some additional research, I finally bought my first two shares. I'm beginning to feel a little empowered to take more risks in life. Another long-term goal of mine has been to start my own business. I've always dreamed of the different business ideas and passions I could pursue, like owning a gardening center or a plant nursery, maybe even a wine bar or a restaurant that serves my favorite food. But like the stock market, I was hesitant in taking that first initial step. I've begun with a concept that seems achievable and requires more skills than money. I've even written a business plan. Who is this Bernie? The old Bernie would have used this busy schedule as an excuse to not have the time to do it. It's weird because it's almost like the universe is pushing me in this direction. I recently found out that I would be receiving a salary cut at my full-time job. Suddenly, my view on owning a business has shifted from a place of fear to a place of stability. 
not only would my business provide me with the ability to put my energy into something I'm truly passionate about, but it would also provide me with something intangible that I've always prioritized in my life, and that is security. Normally with this kind of news, I would be panicking and anticipating the worst. But after a day of letting the news settle, I feel relatively calm and that everything will be okay. The question I ask myself now is, why did I wait so long to do this? Why did I wait until 36 years old and a global pandemic to slow me down? However so, I'm just grateful for this time. So I encourage you to also slow down. Collect your thoughts. Think about the things you've been wanting to do but didn't have the time to. Be grateful, embrace the moment, harness your energy, and make it happen. Because life will at some point return to normal again. Nothing stays forever. And this opportunity will be gone before you know it. Even though I may have slowed down in this race called life, I'm still catching my breath. So I encourage you to also slow down. Collect your thoughts. Think about the things you've been wanting to do, but didn't have the time to. Be grateful and embrace the moment Harness your energy and make it happen. Because life will at some point return to normal again. Nothing stays forever, and this opportunity will be gone before you know it. Even though I have slowed down in this race called life, I'm still catching my breath. Some of us have it better, some worse. Sometimes we hear somebody else is experiencing the same thing we are. Feeling a little ennui sometimes? You're not the only one. And I think it's all helpful to keep a perspective to know you're not alone, even though it sure can feel like that sometimes, and to believe that we're going to be okay, maybe different, but good. If you want to share your take, you could record right into your phone, or you can write it out and send it to cindy at cindyclifford.com, because it might help you, and it might help somebody else. <laughs>